Why do you say this? In Greece it is not gay. We do this all the time. What one with you today? No, I used to work at a sperm bank, but I got fired for drinking on the job. Them ya nowadays big me wafi be like big people instead of acting them age. But even Bob Marley indulged in that sometimes. Ya not think ya too or we believe in a dubby. Him bad mind me got me drive Ferrari. Bob Marley did a Rasta man, the me not think him did Nyamport. Everything won be Irie. They you are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. to the beat, coming at you with the funny, random rambling, talking about all the things that'll make that rain day sunny, yeah, it's hot and popping, fireball dropping, come get your laugh on, yeah, that's a concept, you know he's rocking, rock got the facts and all of the gossip, it don't matter where you are or who you with, you gotta tune right in, bring your girl into your girl to bring your friends, be right, be lit, tune in in your crib, in your whip, at your job, he got new shows every Sunday, random rambling to rock, here we go, hello, it's John C. <laughs> What up, everybody? This your boy B Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Ramblers with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back every week and listening to my podcast, or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a new listener, I appreciate you. Thank you for taking a chance and, you know, checking out the show, listening to me ramble ambalams with uh, my shenanigans and stuff like that man they got a whole bunch of things going on i've been stockpiling recordings and everything because um i'm soon to be a working man hopefully anyway man it's just been a whole bunch of bullshit going on um surrounding me and my employment and all kinds of other things since i retired from the military I, you know i took a little time off you know to uh decompress from my 16 years and two months of consecutive service in the United States Marine Corps. And, um, you know, it's just been cool, just chillaxing and everything. It allowed me to, you know, schedule a whole bunch of stuff for the podcast and, you know, interviews and having guests and all kinds of things. But man, I need to work. There's a lot going on over here. My wife most recently, uh, lost her job and through some more shenanigans that I won't really get into. So, I mean, we both not working right now. I mean, we not, you know, in a pickle or anything. I mean, I make a decent amount, you know, off my retirement and everything. So, I mean, we stay in afloat for the most part, but you know, we got these kids, they always got to eat and they need things and want things and everything. So, you know, it's uh, imperative that uh, one of us get some employment. And I think it's about time for me to do so, you know, I've been sitting around here long enough. I'm getting a little stir crazy, even though, you know, the podcast has kind of been breaking up the monotony and everything. Get to talk to different people about different things. I need some uh, work in my life, I guess. You know, maybe this podcast will take off and this will become my work and I won't have to work like manual and other things <laughs> no more. I would very much so appreciate that. Um, 
But yeah, it's been, been a crazy thing. You know, wife's been kind of stressing and everything because, you know, she's not used to not working. I mean, she's been in the situation before, as I stated on another podcast, you know, but, you know, she's been working consistently. And, you know, now that I'm out and not working and she not working, you know, there's a lot of stress in the household. But, you know, I'm not a stressful person. You know, I'm trying to keep her mind occupied and off what's going on. So I'm just trying to watch movies and TV with her and, you know, just make up random things to talk about. So, you know, she won't even, you know, think about all what's going on. But like the whole thing with my job stuff, I've been talking about it for a while. I know I mentioned it briefly on different uh, episodes of my show. It's like, all right, I applied for this security company and everything. And it was a slam dunk. I had the job. Dude wanted to hire me. So I went to orientation for that job security and um when i finished with my orientation like before i even started to work fully for that security company another security company called me up and said they wanted to hire me on and pay me double what the other security company was playing so i was like shit you fucking right i'm gonna do that so damn i you know told other people i was like hey i'm not gonna go ahead and uh you know, work for y'all no more because if this other company want to hire me, they won't pay me double what you're paying me unless you're going to match that. I'm going to have to go ahead and go with them. So, you know, they kind of, it was kind of a little sticky situation because, I mean, dude hired me on, put me in a position and everything. And now here I am, hadn't even started day one of work and I'm already quitting to go somewhere else. So, you know, we got past that. So I should go to the other place. And the shit with them is like, I, I, I was everything they wanted, prize service, um, you know, everything they was looking for. And it came down to my motherfucking high school diploma, you know, and, you know, I, I you know, I'll be honest with everybody. Um, I went to a traditional high school, you know, but, you know, me messing around, being so young and dumb and naive and, you know, falling in love with the vagina parts. My first wife, my my first baby mama, the one I got my two oldest kids with, she dropped out of school. So me being a dumb dumb, I followed in suit. But you know, find out that she um wound up getting pregnant and everything. I was like, this is you know I talked about it before. I wanted to you know as a kid, I always wanted to join the military, get married, have a family, and you know travel the world. Happened in reverse order, you know, or scrambled order. I, you know, I had a kid first, then I joined the military. Then, you know, marriage came and, you know, other hullabaloo shit. If you want to hear the whole full and complete story, check out the Passions By podcast. I go through everything in detail. Cool beans. I love it. Shout outs to Matt. And, um, so damn, I kind of threw myself off. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I dropped out of high school, too. But in order for me to join the military, which I decided to do, I had to freaking um have a high school diploma. So um, through the Marine Corps, my recruiter hooked me up with um alternative school and everything, you know, got me in. I did my study curriculum and everything, got my diploma and I graduated. So I went into the service shortly thereafter. And then 16 years, two months later, you know, career over and done i'm out uh many months pass after uh, my retirement i'm looking for a job i get this job and i just told you the deets how i got to where i uh, can't talk and i got to where i am with this uh security firm and they 
denied me employment because of my fucking high school diploma. Now, they said this high school diploma was not valid because it came from a paper mill. You know what they call that is a, you know, a diploma mill. They call that, um, you know, places that just you pay them money, they give you a diploma. Well, this place was not like that. And what the deal was is in out here in Texas, there was a school that went by the same exact name as the school that I went to. And they did some fraud shit with the school board and everything. And they got disbarred as a school. So they see my diploma with the same name. It's just a different state, though. It didn't have the um, the state that it was. They automatically thought that was the same place. So now I'm like, fuck, I done quit this other job to come to this job. And they don't want They hyped me up saying they was going to get me on. And now they don't want to do it. So I done called the school back in uh, Louisiana. And I was like, hey, man, uh, yeah, this happened all the time get in contact with this lawyer and he'll hook you up and everything. So I go through the proper channels. I talked to this guy. He talked to that guy. They called that place, tell him what was going on. And um, a couple of weeks later, I get an email. Well, yeah, a couple of weeks later, I get an email from the job saying, Hey man, we want to hire you on. So yay saved. Now I go up there and I bring him the rest of my credentials. I, I got a um, new uh, certificate from that school back in Louisiana because they updated it since then and I thought you know having that showing that it's from Louisiana and not Texas and you know might help me out in it more in the future so I go up there update all my stuff and I'm like all right so when do I start uh talk to the, one of the instructors of the courses there and he was like hey come back here January 3rd that's when the next course start you do your two-week orientation then we'll get you on the job boom no problem January 3rd roll up I'm in class. I'm getting to meet everybody that was there and everything. They do the roll call, call everybody name, but mine. So there's like, yeah, man, let's see what happened. Take me in another room. There's like, Hey man, we don't have you on the list for this class. And, um, we want you to come back for the next one. All right. So when is the next one? January 23rd. Motherfucker. All right. No problem. Miss B Rob is still working at this time. So it was no big deal. Damn, January 23rd come around. Now, Mrs. B-Rob had to take off work and everything because these classes that I had, the orientation was way across town and I had to be there super early. So she needed to be here to take the kids to school in the morning, pick them up in the evening. So she took off two weeks, one week paid and one week she just took off. So two weeks come up where the time comes, I show up there January 23rd like I was supposed to didn't receive any email confirmation or nothing a phone call or anything I show up and nobody is there and I'm like what the fuck so I'm waiting around in the parking lot I'm calling in the building because the door was locked and then um as I'm going back to the parking lot one of the reception and then in this I can't talk man one of the receptionists roll up and she's like you know we don't have no class this week I was like what the fuck you mean you ain't got no class. I ain't get no email about that. She said, well, I emailed everybody and people called and we told them in. I was like, what the fuck? So what the fuck? <laughs> so nobody contacted me. Nobody emailed me. I called the supervisor and he was like, I thought I sent out an email. I was like, you son of a bitch. Because, I mean, they had backups with a background check. And um, I think they seeking the Houston is seeking new adjudication, some bullshit or whatever that you know delayed the class so i was like all right cool whatever man when is the next class uh mid-february what the fuck by this time 
you know, I got to come back home and tell Miss B Rob that, hey, the class got pushed back again. Well, I got, you know, I got to wait again. And she's like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? I can't take off like that again. So I was like, well, they said it's going to be February and anything like that. So, you know, two weeks off. And then she go back and they had some other shenanigans going on at work behind the scenes. So Mrs. B Rob got fed up and she put in her two weeks notice. So the day after she put in a two weeks notice, you know, um, I'm sitting here messing around with the podcast equipment. She freaking um call me, which is unheard of if she's at work unless, you know, so I automatically think that, hey, man, something is amiss. Something is wrong. And um, soon as I answered the phone, I was like, what's wrong? She's like, they fired me. I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean they fired you? that's what the fuck I mean she said and I was like ah so that's what happened I mean it was a whole bunch of other things you know that plays into all that or whatever that I'm not going to get into but that was just the gist of it she got fired behind some bullshit after she put in her two weeks notice so now we sitting here nobody with jobs and everything (laughs) so I get on um when I retired, uh, right off the bat before, um, yeah, I had submitted to this company called Lucas group and they help veterans find jobs and everything. And just coincidentally, after all this stuff started happening, dude called me up out of the blue. I was like, Hey man, I might have a job opportunity with you, for you. I was like, shit, what is it? And he tell me it's a management position here at, um, some company. I was like, all right, cool. So I go up there, I do the interview. I think I smashed it out of the motherfucking park. And um now I'm just waiting. I'm waiting on the word. <laughs> they said it could have been at the end of this week, which today is Friday as I record. So I'm w- still waiting. And then um they said if I don't hear nothing by the end of this week, it'll be early next week or mid next week. So fingers crossed. I mean, it's, it sounds like a good gig. I mean, I, I toured the facility, uh, met some of the people that work there. It seems like a tightly knit unit. And, um, it, it gives me, you know, that feeling that I had, you know, the camaraderie when I was in the military. So, you know, I'm looking forward to working for that company if they will have me. So, yeah, that's crazy. And on top of that, my goddamn kid got sick yesterday. <laughs> so I had to cancel my podcast with, um, with the ladies from the random insanity podcast, you know, they had a new podcast and I wanted to get them on the show because they had random in the title. And what I didn't know about this podcast also that there were ladies, they were females. I thought it was some dudes. I didn't even know. Cause I never listened to the podcast. I just seen the name and I threw the question out there. You want to be on my podcast? <laughs> so when I finally got around to listen to the episode, I was like, Oh, they're girls. <laughs> and man, even then, taking the kid to the hospital yesterday, having to cancel the podcast thing, that was some mo drama within itself. I got damn, take the kid to the hospital. She wincing and in pain. Her ribs is hurting. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with her. So taking her up to the hospital. And I, you all, if you've ever been in an emergency room, you know that shit take hours on hours and hours and hours. But this time I went, I was optimistic. I thought we was going to get in and out but we didn't. <laughs> we get there. I check my daughter in. And um, within five minutes, boom, they had her in the back to see the doctor. I was like, yes, great. But, you know, we get back there. Nurse come in, take, uh, get some information from her. 
and said, hey, need you to take a pee in this cup and we're going to take some blood and so we can run some tests. And she's like, all right, nurse, leave. She never came back for about like 30 minutes. <laughs> then the doctor walked in there. He's like, hey, you know, ask the questions doctors ask. Did some little physical checks and everything. And he's like, all right, pee in this cup. So she go pee in the cup and come back. Then, you know, a couple of minutes after, you know, she come back with the cup. Nobody in there because the doctor then flew off somewhere to do something else. Put the pee down, waiting on somebody to come back. Nurse come back. All right, here you go. Here's your cup. She's like, I already peed in the cup. Oh, OK. So she take the pee away. Now we waiting on somebody to come draw the motherfucking blood. <laughs> you know, just of it is, is like, you know, somebody came in every 30 minutes or so to check on us. And then we wind up staying there for five fucking hours. But besides that, within that five hours, I heard drama on the other side of the hospital wall in the other room. So I'm sitting in there with my kid waiting to be seen. And I'm hearing all kinds of shit going on next door because these walls are thin or either that person in there was just loud as fuck so they in there hollering and carrying on she's like just drink the thing just drink the stuff it's, they need you to drink it and then whoever she was trying to get to drink the stuff or whatever the fuck it was was in there gagging and because she couldn't choke the drink down and I'm like god damn so you know that died down then a little while later i guess they ran results i mean tests and they got some results back she's like you better not be fucking pregnant and that's the conversation i'm hearing you know <laughs> through the wall loud as fuck like clear as day i can hear it as if i'm in the room because these walls are thin and them motherfuckers was loud so then um, i guess the doctor came back in the room She's like, she pregnant, motherfucker. She's like, you goddamn, you cussing the girl out. And then the girl crying loud as shit. And she's like, I don't want the baby. I don't want the baby. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's going down for real. So they fussing back and forth. And, thing. and me and my daughter is on the other side of the wall like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> so, I mean, they put up that whole hullabaloo about her being pregnant. The girl don't want the baby. The, I guess the mom or whoever is furious and um, we just sitting there within this five hours she done called somebody on the phone I guess and then they come up there and they bring their little kids because you can tell his little kids because you can hear their little feet stamps all over the you know the room and everything and they tapping on the wall and everything and that loud motherfucker was like hey sit the hell down y'all quit playing blah 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 and then all I heard was a child being whipped <laughs> She whipped that child ass. Not a child crying. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> so within the five hours after that happened, now she's like, yeah, she's pregnant and everything. And I guess she's talking on the phone to somebody. Yeah, she's pregnant. She's six weeks and two days pregnant. I'm telling you, this is how loud this person is. This is how thin these walls are. I knew the details of the conversation that she was having on the motherfucking telephone. So I'm like, she's like, yeah, I hadn't told nobody else. I was like, what you mean you hadn't told nobody else? Whoever came to see y'all in the room, no. Whoever you talking to on the phone, no. And from the details of the conversation, she told the person that got the little girl or younger or whoever pregnant. She told him because she's like, oh, he was distraught when he found out he just didn't know what to do. And then somebody, whoever else that came to see them was talking about, yeah, that was that breakup sex y'all had, girl. 
Yeah, that's remember when y'all broke up and you told me y'all did it again. See, you shouldn't have done that. Now you're pregnant and everything. And then it went from in the beginning being upset that somebody was pregnant, not wanting a baby, and now they all in there praying and like, oh, we're celebrating. She having a baby. She's six weeks and two months. And I'm just on the other side of the wall. It's like, can somebody check on my child so we can get the fuck out of here? It even was like. You knew it had to be loud because when the nurse, I mean, the doctor finally came in there, she's like, I want to apologize for all that that's going on on the other side. I was like, whatever, just get my shit, my, my, my kid squared away so we can get the fuck up out of here. And that was five nights with Freddie in the hospital, which was translates into five hours. <laughs> on top of all my shenanigans with employment, on top of all the shit with my kid last night in the emergency room. Um, I would like to address a question posed by that motherfucker, Jody B. He sent me a voicemail, so let's <laughs> dig into that as well. <laughs> hey, Rob. It's Jody B. Hey, man. I had a question that I just thought of. See, the thing is, being from the South, which I know you are, so I'm sure you have an opinion on this. Uh, last night I took my kids and my wife, we went out, we never leave the house, man. So we went out and about, stopped over off at the Waffle House, had some dinner. I ain't had a Waffle House in probably two years, man. I got the, you know, hash browns, got the fucking Philly steak melt shit, all that goodness. Threw that shit down and it got me wondering, man. Like, you know, I'm sure you've had a little experience, whether it be breakfast, lunch, dinner, midnight snack. What you get from the Waffle House, man? You go with the T-bone? You like omelets? You a grilled cheese sandwich eating motherfucker? How do you like your hash browns? You like them straight up like an old man, the steam kind? Or you get them scattered, smothered, covered, top, beat, shot, fuck, flip, rank, all that shit, man? Just curious. I was wondering how you like to eat your Waffle House, dog. Meet me at the Waffle House. It's going down. Just found out my woman's been messing around. Meet me at the Waffle House and bring my gun. I need someone to talk to before I cut someone. Thank <laughs> you, hey, brother. We'll see you later. Out. Interesting question posed by that motherfucker Jody B. You know, man, I've been to the Waffle House and um I quite enjoy it. I mean, I I eat, I can eat anything, I can eat anywhere. You know, I'll find something to chew on, you know. But when it comes to the Waffle House, um I don't particularly uh dine on the waffles. I'm a uh omelet man whenever I go to places of that ilk. I I like to get me omelets with uh some cheat extra cheese. I usually don't get meat in my omelet. I don't know why. I mean, I am a meat eater, but I don't get, you know, ham or nothing inside my omelet. I might do it every once in a while, but I usually give me an omelet, some spinach, some onion, some tomato, mushrooms, extra cheese and everything. Cause it's motherfucking delicious. Then I put a little syrup on top. I, Cause I eat syrup on my eggs and everything. Um, I don't really dine on the steaks in uh, places like that. You know, I just don't, I really don't eat steaks when I go out to eat anywhere. P- 
period. You know, it's been like maybe a handful of times that I had like some steak or something like that when I went to a dining establishment and everything. Hash browns. Yeah. I'll eat them every once in a while. I don't really I'm not really into the fry, you know, genre or whatever. Hash browns, fries, tater tots. I mean, I'll eat them like if I'm really hungry and they got some, I'll eat them. You know, same thing with French fries or whatever. Usually when we go to McDonald's, I'll get a combo and I wind up giving the fries to my wife or the kids or whatever. So, yeah, it is what it is. Grilled cheese. I haven't had a grilled cheese from there. I like homemade grilled cheese in the house. You know, that's the only grilled cheeses I like to dine on. You know what I'm talking about? So I hope that satisfies your curiosity, Jody B. Man, all the shit been talking about, you know, voicemails, motherfucking Happy Rogers at the beginning, doing the roster man voices and all that stuff. I mean, we're going to get Happy on here to explain his mindset when you do these voicemails or whatever. But I haven't even talked about the motherfucking guest yet. He is Nate the Great Nuclear Shrimp 22 on Twitter. And um, I came across Nate through the pipe bomb and... Damn, I can't talk, man. I'm so hyped up. I got the Mountain Dew. It's all kinds of things going on in my brain right now. But anyway, I meet, uh, you know, Nate DeGray through um, the pipe bomb with McCool and company on the NAI network. And um, he is a frequent listener to the all the um, podcasts over there. And um, he would always write in like multiple questions to the, um, the pipe bomb show. And anytime they had a question for the three count and everything, it was always Nate. And when I was um, a guest on there, you know, I, I brought that fact up and I was the one that dubbed him Nate the Great. And they still call him that. So, you know, and, I, you know, I thought it would be only right for me to reach out to Nate the Great and have him on my podcast, which this is his podcast debut. This is his very first podcast that he's ever been on. And I got him first. So... What's up, man? How's it hanging? Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> oh, it's, it's going, it's going. Just messing with some cords and cables over this way. Shit, dog, what you was up to? You know, man, just chilling out. What else can you really do in the in the winter? Haha, <laughs> I see what you did there. Chilling out, <laughs> winter. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well man this is definitely a treat to have nate the great here with me on my podcast hey man just doing what i can <laughs> is this the first podcast you've been on or no yes sir oh see everybody else can suck it i win yeah. <laughs> you're number one yes i'm number one hold on <laughs> do i have something for that there it is <laughs> there it is so I mean I got that over the what is that the new age insiders I got that over the pipe bomb I got that over the rant with Ant I got that over everybody I got Nate the Great on my show god damn it oh yeah <laughs> but hey man speaking of all those great and glorious podcasts which is on the NAI network I keep, it keeps sounding like I'm saying N-E-I, it's N-A-I. 
in AI, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I guess it's my dialect and pronunciation. But um, what got you into podcasts? Do you just listen strictly to wrestling podcasts or just a whole bunch of different ones? You know, it's mainly just wrestling podcasts. I think it was like two years ago that I started listening to the New Age Insiders when they first started after WrestleMania 31. Yeah. And since then, I've just been listening pretty much every week. Sweet. So you was there when they was having all kind of audio technical difficulties and everything. Oh, yeah. Pretty much since the beginning. Yeah, because I remember that same time frame, too. I was listening. It sounded like there was crumpling paper up in the background, <laughs> and they had a fan on, and had, you know, um, the bike tassels. They had, like, oh. bike tassels attached to the fan. It was just blowing around, making all kind of noise. Oh, yeah, they had a bunch of shit going on, but everything gets better with time. Yeah, yeah, they uh, brought on the marvelous and miraculous Bill Neville. He cured everything, yes. Yes, the master of disaster. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, why wrestling, dog? Why, what, what is your infatuation with pro wrestling ads? Do I have an infatuation myself? You know, that's really a really tough question. It was, I got into wrestling really when I was younger, and I just kind of got hooked from there. I remember it was 2008, and I remember the first moment or raw I ever saw was when uh, legacy broke Batista's arm if you remember that yeah and after that I, I just got hooked and from then I, I thought it was real for so long but now I just look at it like a mark and that's I just love it <laughs> when was the news broken to you that daggone wrestling was uh, not real per se I remember it's like after two weeks my grandma start, kept telling me it's fake it's fake it's fake I was like no they broke his arm they broke his arm <laughs> And that was the same thing with me because my dad would be like, you know, he wouldn't like be, you know, hard up on about it. When I'd be sitting oh, yeah. there watching wrestling, and he'd just walk through. He'd be like, you know, that's fake, right? I was like, <laughs> dad, he hit him with a chair. <laughs> it's a real chair. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a Nerf chair or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's not like the kendo sticks for those. That doesn't look real all the time, though. But we we get what we can. I tell you what, I I would not want to get hit with a kendo stick. I would, but I mean, sometimes they, they most of the time it looks real, but I mean, sometimes it looks, it looks pretty bad. Um, not going to lie. Yeah, it was like, um, shit, who used it most recently? I think that was um Charlotte and uh, Sasha that had that match, right? Yeah, them, and then it was Carmella and Nikki. That just looked bad. Yeah, she was hitting it with the handle or something. <laughs> it's like, if you're going to use it, at least know how to use it. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you was like holding it in the middle, like side long ways, and just hitting it with a fist or something. <laughs> that would be cool, at least you know, like Kyle Run with a lightsaber. Oh yeah, see, I didn't think about it like that. <laughs> see, you bring in different insights to the wrestling game there. Oh yeah, pop culture. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of pop culture, I mean, what do you feel about this whole Star Wars thing that's going on? I know they just announced the new. Uh, episode that's coming out you know to be honest I don't really like the new title because if they were going to use that title I think they should have used it for the ninth one because now I feel like they're definitely going to kill off Luke in this one oh. and I don't really mind it but nah, I just don't like it I mean but he wouldn't necessarily be the last one would he I guess he would probably be the last one of that generation because you know you're going to train right 
Yeah, it's gonna be definitely gonna be passed on to Ray. I don't know what else they can do. Yeah, because I mean that would be pretty uh poor, poor booking yeah. as we would say in the wrestling business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very poor. Yeah, either her or Finn would have to be the last one. I don't know. Yeah, what's up with Finn? I mean, I've I've seen episode seven. I own it. I only watched it like twice though. But I mean, do you feel that he? Because I know a lot of the stormtroopers now aren't um a clone there are people that they recruited and did some kind of you know experiments on them or something or whatever yeah so you think he is of that uh jedi descent he had the midichlorian count is extra high you know that'd be pretty cool but i don't think so i think he's just like a just a how do i say a very smart stormtrooper <laughs> maybe hell shit there's only one black Jedi that I know of, and <laughs> that could be his son. <laughs> could be. That'd be. Well, I I like that actually. I don't know. That'd be a cool way to take it. Yeah. And then what's your stance on this? I know it's been going around for a while. Finn and I forget the what the pilot name from Episode Seven or whatever. They're talking. They're trying to ship those two together, making them like a couple. A couple. Yeah, like in the gay sense. Uh, you know, I'm not against it, but I, I don't know what the point would be to do it in the movie. Yeah, I mean, people just overanalyze shit because, you know, how, you know, the relationship on screen kind of, you know, mock that of that, you know, I don't know. Yeah, they can be like the Han Solo and Luke Skywalker of the new movies where they're just like buddies, but they're always like egging each other on to do more and more and do better. Yeah. Like I said, this is people reading too much into it, I guess. Yeah. All right. Pop quiz, hot shot. Okay. If you had a ticket to either go to the next WrestleMania or the next Wrestle Kingdom, which one would you go to? The caveat is, if you choose one or the other, you can never go to another live pay per view event ever. Hmm. That's a really tough one. I don't know. I just made it up a little while ago when I was in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, you know, I think I have to go with Wrestle Kingdom just because I, I've never really seen any of them. I've only seen like a few matches from number 10. Yeah. So if I were to go like see number 12 live, that'd be really cool because I don't really have much exposure to Japanese wrestling. So, Have you ever been to um, a WrestleMania? No, sir. I want to. Man, dog, yeah, I, I, shit, you need to go, dude. It's, it's got to be on your bucket list. Oh, it definitely is. That's why I keep praying it comes to Minnesota. Cause I, I know my parents got money, so it could happen. <laughs> but I don't, I don't want to ask them to shell out too much for me to go to Orlando or New Orleans. Well, That's shit, man, it ain't gonna be that. Well, I went from uh, Missouri to uh, Santa Clara for um, mm. thirty one, and that was nine hundred dollars. It's not too bad. Yeah, so that was the ticket, the hotel, the rental car, and um, the plane ticket. Wow. Did you do any access? Because I know most people usually do that, and that costs a well, lot. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm an exception to all that stuff, because like, since I'm prior military, I get in for free. Oh, you son of a gun. I'm, hey, man, I got I to <laughs> use my, my, my tokens, my chips. <laughs> yeah, it's true. If you got, if you got it, you got to use it. Yeah, because like, um, when they come here to do shows or whatever, I get in for free, but I still have to pay for my kids and everything. But I mean, still, it's less money I have to pay. 
Yeah, that's a steal of a deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not like way up at the top nosebleed seats. They're pretty decent. They're not like front row or nothing, and they're not like way at the top. They're like medium size. Yeah, because like if I go, which I I, I will eventually, I want to go to like and get decent seats because I don't want to have one where I can't even see the ring because then it's not even worth it. The, the worst seats to have since, you know, a lot of these places, you know, the, these big stadiums, they got to make their own stanchions for the light rigs and everything. The worst place you can sit is on the corner of the ring because they got those big ass poles right there and they block everything. Oh, uh, yeah. So I went there for 31 and I was like a couple seats away from that thing. It almost got me, man. I was so pissed. <laughs> it's almost about picking the venue, though, too, because. Like with the indoor ones, they won't have enough room, and you can't like put the big lighting things indoors. But with the outdoor ones, they're gonna get you with the lights because there's no because there's no roof, so it can't you know. Yeah, I mean, you think they figured it out by now? I mean, they multi million dollar company. You'd hope so, but they're always running into new problems. So yeah, the woes of running a company. Yep, problems I'll never probably run into. <laughs> no, not so much. <laughs> No. I got enough problems trying to run a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I mean, have you ever thought about ever doing a podcast about pro wrestling since you like it so much? Of course I have, but I don't I don't really know the techno side like I'm sure you or Bill or Matt or G-Rod do. I'm just... Dog. I just lo- love it. I just, if I can figure out how to do it and get people to actually listen, then sure I'd do it. Shit, man. Ain't nothing stopping you but you. That's true. I mean, because, I mean, hey, man, one year ago, I mean, I was the same way. I didn't know what the fuck I wanted to do or how to go about doing it. So I just uh, did it <laughs> with, yeah. with, like, no know-how. I started on uh, with my iPad and a microphone, and that was it. Hmm. And I was sitting in the closet, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I probably should do now because, I mean, I, I have a space, but it's, you know, it's wide open you can hear people in the kitchen in the living room all kind of shit oh yeah <coughs> well i'm gonna have plenty of time to figure stuff out this summer so well what's going maybe on maybe i'll give it a shot what's going on this summer well i got vacation in, in june but other than that it's wide open sweet what you what you gonna do besides trying to figure out how to podcast mm. well like for the vacation we're going to seattle and we're gonna go over there Go to a baseball game, all kinds of stuff over there, and then I might might take a class for school. But other than that, I got all kinds of time, so I'll figure out how I'd want to structure a podcast and all that kind of stuff. Sweet. Like, yeah. how did you come up with with your podcast? <laughs> I was about to, I was about to make a comment on what you said. You were talking about structure. I was like, because I have none. I just <laughs> yeah. I, I just press record and go. <laughs> you know that works too. Just shoot the shit. Yeah, because I mean. I feel if I put, I don't know, it's, it's kind of weird saying this. I feel if I try to put too much into it, it's going to turn me off of it, and I ain't going to want to do it no more. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because like um, I've said it many times, this was going to originally be a, a podcast about wrestling. But huh? what got me away from doing all that is pretty much the same thing. I felt that if I was watching wrestling to do a show about wrestling, I wouldn't enjoy the wrestling as much as I used to. Yep, I feel you. Yeah, so like I'm sitting here like probably have rant with Ant and all them do and um, McCool and Josh and everybody. I mean, they got to take notes 
You got to read spoilers and all this other crap. And I'm just like, I just want to watch the stuff and maybe occasionally talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I love to watch a flash, but I wouldn't want to do a show on it for like two hours. Cause then it just gets to be a pain in the ass to watch it. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Cause I mean, if you do a podcast solely based on the show and I mean, I'm not, you know, you know, going against anybody who do, does those things. I mean, how, I mean, it's, it's a TV show that comes on every week and, or even a show that's been off the air for a while. Like, cause there's this new podca- podcast that popped up. They doing a, their podcast on Merrill's place. And the show been off the air for like years. And I'm, I don't see how you do something like that. I mean, I could see something like the Simpsons cause it's like damn near 20 years of content. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But, you need a pretty lengthy show to make it do that. Cause otherwise it just wouldn't work. Yeah. I mean, shit. I don't know, man. And what if it's one of those shows that had like only three seasons or five seasons or something like that? Once you go through the whole show, I mean, what you gonna do now? <laughs> yeah, then you got nothing. But yeah. if you're gonna do like a show like Breaking Bad or Lost, you got plenty of stuff to talk about, and you know they got lots of fans, so you know you have viewers probably. Yeah, I don't know, but hey, when you start your podcast, you can do whatever the fuck you want, dude, because <laughs> <laughs> it's your show. Yeah, it's my shit. <laughs> it's my shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man but um back to pro wrestling what is your um uh, uh what is your thoughts on the pro wrestling year of 2016 you know i thought it was a pretty great year but i think 2017 is gonna be better but 20, 2016 was a very injury prone year almost at the beginning of the year yeah. Which made it kind of frustrating to watch, as I'm sure you know. Mm-hmm. And then with the Roman Reigns push, that was just that was a little too much. But luckily, we got 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 off that train. Yeah. And we got on my favorite train, the Dean Ambrose train. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. his cash in was probably my favorite moment of the year. Yeah, I think it was cool how they did everything. I mean, Roman had the title, then he lost it to Seth, and Seth lost it to Dean all in yeah. one night. They're just trying to do the stuff with the shield, which I loved. Yeah. And then with the rest of the year was the Kevin Owens and AJ Styles show, which is always great. Because oh, yeah. really, after SummerSlam, they just hit a, hit a home run, really. Hell yeah. AJ Styles is the motherfucking man, dude. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. I just didn't like that they used Ellsworth so, for so much. And I love that guy. I just lo- didn't like what they were doing with him. Yeah, I mean, I my whole thing is I won't. AJ to succeed because I mean I, I really dig him as a pro wrestler I respect all the stuff that he did in the past with New Japan, TNA and everywhere else and I want him to get his spotlight and I kind of feel like Ellsworth was kind of taken away from him and kind of in a way that like Jericho is adding to Kevin Owens but at the same time he's taken away from him everybody's worried about him and his catchphrases and his fucking clipboard and all this other bullshit yeah that's cause I think they just WWE thinks that they bring in more viewers when like Ellsworth definitely doesn't because everybody wants to see Styles but they keep throwing Ellsworth out there and it's just not really working at all I don't know I mean but props to the dude I mean he got his foot in the door he's able to make some money he got some merch which is, <laughs> I wouldn't buy but still <laughs> yeah I love what the guy does but I just hate the way they write him yeah 
I, th- I think what him and Carmella did here, what yesterday was pretty cool. I think Carmella really carried the skit, but they got some good chemistry. That was the funniest thing I've seen in like a month. She's like, what are you, Sami Zayn? As he puts on the plaid. <laughs> yeah, he's like, but, but I say he's pretty cool though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's really cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Them two, they, I mean, they had a, a good riffing back and forth or whatever. She would say something, and he always has something kind of witty to say. Yeah, they had great chemistry, which will make for an interesting angle later in February or March, whenever they choose to end it. Yeah. But I like it. I hate Carmella, but I like it. Yeah, I mean, I think she's doing pretty good. I mean, since she when she went heel on Nikki Bella, it was a shock to me, and from what she's been doing since then, I, I've been digging it a lot. She should go home, but I know she's not going to, so whatever works. <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe she will. Cass might knock her up. Let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how bad you want off of TV? God damn it, get pregnant. <laughs> yes. Because, like, my beef with her is she can't cut a good promo because she's got that stupid accent going. She's not great in the in the ring. She's very clumsy, I think. She can't really sell very well, and, and she doesn't even have a good finisher. So it's like, what what is there for me to invest in you? Heal her face. Nothing. Okay. So why are you on my TV? Oh, man. What is up, everybody? Tony Rager here, host of Joint Narcissism. Joint Narcissism is a variety talk show for the intellectuals that are tired of the bullshit, that always like to learn new shit, who like to experiment with theories and talking about weird subjects and getting to the fucking nitty gritty of life, being honest, being American, and expressing our freedom of speech. Ain't nothing more American than this podcast. So if you're an American, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, every podcasting app, YouTube, uh, GSMH Productions, all social media, iTunes, Joint Narcissism, Gnarly. All right, so we got one candidate for the Go to Fuck Home Award. As per you, I mean, who else you got on that list? Uh, you got Natalia. <laughs> yes. Yep. Because it's kind of almost the same thing. Boring. She's the cat lady, which I can't get into. She's, I think she's clunky in the ring and she's bad backstage trying to get in feuds. It, it's a no go. She's on the get the F home. Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, uh, and that was another thing. I mean, I think one of the podcasts probably talked about it or whatever, but. Um, she was good for her time, you know, initially when she came in because everybody around her wasn't all that good. And yes. um, now that everybody is, you know, decent and everything, I mean, it's really showing some of her flaws and everything. Not to take away from her because she's a, she's a good in-ring worker, but as you said, she needs to go the fuck home. Yeah, she's like a C and earlier in her career she was with a bunch of Ds. Now that's not trying to be a joke, but yeah. and then now she's with a bunch of A plus players, so she's really getting outshined. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe she passed the time anyway. I I really can't think of any scenario, you know, that she could be in that would make me, you know, be more intrigued of what she's going to do next. Exactly. If she gets the right person, though, I can watch it, and she's tolerable. 
But like right now when she's a heel, it just it's it's pretty bad. The right person she should get with is a uh, TJ, her husband, who is not on TV. So <laughs> that's true. But I think she had OK matches with Becky. So that, I thought that was tolerable. Yeah. Who else is on your list? Hmm. This sounds bad because I really like them, but the VOD villains, they need to go home. Yeah, man. You seen that shit last night? Now, yeah. The bell rung and they was already out. I was like, wow. I was like, they was out before the ascension. I was like, that shocked me. <laughs> it's like they had a great NXT title run and then they tried to turn them heel and it just fell flat. Well, shit, that was good once that, I mean, it wasn't good that it happened, but when it did happen, you know, they kind of got some clout about them or whatever when um, Enzo got hurt. Yeah, that was like the best thing that happened to him because then they got instant push and a chance at the titles. But then... Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> exactly. The gimmick just wasn't working. and I don't know. I, I believe if they you know, ha- were given an the opportunity, they could probably be great again, as our president would say. Yeah, yeah. If they were, if they were to get in a few with American Alpha, I I like it because they could put on great matches. But yeah. they just need more screen time for people to buy into them. Yeah, and what do you think about that? I mean, they got the two shows, the three hour show, the two hour show, and they got all this talent. I mean, if you could, how would you space that out? I mean, so everybody can get their fair shot. You know, I try. I always think about that. But like on SmackDown, you do like. I do at least like a 10 minute women's match in the middle. I do another like five minute segment, to another more women closer to the end. Then you got your main event, which I'd probably do with like, obviously the main eventers. Then you do the Tay team stuff at the beginning mm-hmm. and your mid card in more towards the middle. Yeah. Well, I kind of think sucks or whatever, which kind of, you know, clogging up the the um, system and everything is now they're having so many damn pay-per-views it's like a pay-per-view every two weeks almost yeah they have too many but i i really enjoy it honestly oh yeah i mean i i, I don't mind but i mean with with that being said all right all right you got american alpha and you know anybody uh let's just use the vaude villains you got them two feuding or whatever they're gonna feud all the way up that two weeks to the pay-per-view and then somebody's mm-hmm. going to win. So, boom, they're going to get a rematch. So, they're going to feud all the way up to the next pay-per-view <laughs> or whatever. So, I mean, it's just, you know, heavily focused on only those two tag teams. And then you don't really see too much of the other tag teams because these are the two that are in a, the forefront right now. Oh, uh, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. See, I think that's more creative, honestly, because if you had that, say, the Vaudevillains and American Alpha feud for the two weeks, American Alpha wins – then I think just push them back, the VOD villains from there two months, then they come back from the surface and try and get the titles again. Because yeah. they they had their feud, then you let the Ascension May go for two months, and then you bring the VOD villains back up or somebody new. Do you um watch Lucha Underground? I do not, sadly. Oh. Well, I mean, they got a kind of formula to where like they'll introduce characters into the, like their universe or whatever. And like that one episode will kind of be focused on that one character. And then, you know, they'll further other storylines, you know, in the background. But like every episode, every week is not particularly that same person over and over again. It's like they switch up all the characters and everything. Yeah, if only WWE would see that structure and really 
kind of copy it but make it their own. And like for Raw, you could have like four guys or and four guys like two women do that every week. Or in SmackDown, you could get two people every week to get really spotlighted and see what they can do every week. Yeah, or you know vignettes, anything, <laughs> highlight clips. Just yeah, because like, like I, I've seen episodes of Lucha Underground and I really like it. I just haven't gotten it yet. But of what I've seen, I really love it. Yeah, I mean it's it's like a TV show that just so happens to have wrestling on it. <laughs> And it's great wrestling because I think they have some of the best matches in the wrestling world, as we say. And see, and this is another thing that you know people need to think about Lucha Underground too. Since it's made like a television show, I mean Raw is, but it, I mean Raw is more centered around wrestling. Lucha Underground is centered, like you know, like it's made like a TV show that just so happens to have wrestling. So, with that being said, they edit like a TV show. So, because I've I've seen like plenty of matches or whatever to where, you know, some just looked off about a whole sequence or something like that. Cause uh, I remember, I think season one where, um, Pentagon junior and, um, Vampiro had that match. That match was way longer than what they showed on TV. Oh yeah. And it was a lot of stuff that got uh, cut out from that match. Cause, um, Vampiro was on uh, the stone cold podcast talking about what they cut out and everything. Cause there was a, part on there to where he had like some glass in his mouth and he was spitting it out and everything that didn't make the cut and then like some of the matches seemed clunky because you see him going into a sequence then it'll just jump to like another scene or whatever and it's like huh, that was weird so you know obviously if they had a botch or something like that they probably cut that shit smooth the fuck out yeah they're they're more like I feel like they're more kind of a movie since they record ahead of time they have time to change it and make it better yeah. Which is good, but Raw, since they do it live, they don't. They go out there, and if they mess up, they mess up, which is fine. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 fucking weird, but I mean, I enjoy it all nonetheless. Of the stuff I've seen, I really like it too. I like Cage. I like Pentagon Junior the most. Yeah, Cage. You got some great characters down there. Yeah. Cage kind of grew on me. I I really dig freaking out Pentagon Junior. I, I've seen a little bit of season two. I know they're in season three, but I need to catch the fuck up, dude. Yeah, I, I really wish they'd put it on Netflix like I heard they are going to, because then I'd, I'd binge watch the crap out of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can buy it on iTunes, but shit, who want to pay $44 for, for all that? <laughs> exactly. Shit, I mean, jump on Daily Motion or something like that. Yeah. But you know who else needs to go home? Chavo Guerrero. Yeah. Because, like, I saw a few matches of him versus Ray. It's like, man, you cannot really go that much. You're just old and you're slow and it just doesn't work. I mean, with all the knee issues and leg issues Ray Mysterio got, I'm still surprised he hopping and flipping around like he do. Yeah, one of these times he's just going to get another injury and really be done. Yeah. You think he'll ever come back? To WWE? Yeah. Uh,. I think so in the next year, so he might. Speaking of a masked individual, how bad do you think they dropped the ball with Sin Cara? You know, Sin Cara, I don't think it did, they did that bad, but with Kalisto, that was really bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, this dude is a bona fide superstar. 
the moment that made Kalisto was when he did that damn um was Del Sarita Del I can't even pronounce the shit. His finishing Salita. move <laughs> off yeah. the off the ladder on one of the Usos. Yeah, that was a great moment. I think they should have won. I thought they should have won the titles that night. Yeah, but probably the only one there. Yeah, I mean, who, who won that one? I forget. It was the new day. It was part of the year long reign. Oh yeah. Because Xavier threw the trombone at Kalisto, and then they Cap- did some sort of shenanigans and retained. Yeah, all right, I remember now. See, that's that's a, that's another reason why I can't really do a wrestling podcast because my my memory is not like those guys or whatever, man. Because if if you talk about something, then I'll start to remember it. But like for me to just pull it out the ether like that, nah. <laughs> yeah. Same here. It's like what talking about something yesterday. I'm like, I I don't remember. Yeah. And see, and that's another reason that uh, the benefits of having a podcast, because you can go back and listen to it and be like, oh, yeah, I do remember saying that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Kalisto, I really thought, like, if if him and Sin Cara had won the titles at TLC and held it even to just fast lane, they could have had a great, great run with the titles and it would have elevated both guys instead of giving Kalisto such a garbage U.S. title run and yeah. a feud with Alberto Del Rio that was horrible. Yeah, and that's crazy. He, what he's a two-time United States champion. Yeah, that was horrible too. He he won it, then lost it, then he won, won it, it right back. It's like, what are you doing? I don't understand. Uh, that's probably some politics going on. Well, it needs to stop, man. <laughs> really, I mean, it just if Alberto Del Rio is in, in the mix somewhere, I mean, you believe it's something crazy going on. Whenever he's around, it's really trouble because, like, I remember when him and Cena had the U.S. title match and he came back from – he was a surprise guy. Yeah. It's, like, it's cool to see him back, but it's not even close to a good surprise. Yeah. I because mean, John Morrison or anyone else would have been 100% better. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that dude going to um, come back anytime soon, John Morrison. Probably won't, but it'd be cool to see him back. Him yeah, and Miz feuding for the WWE title. Cause and like extreme rules would be pretty cool. Yeah, because him and um, because he running the whole scene over there on Lucha Underground right now, as far as season three goes. Yeah, he's having a great run. Yeah, and I think what wasn't the Miz the one that put him out? Like when he left the WWE. Yeah, that's why I think if he came back and like attacked him, that'd be pretty cool. I said, you remember this, and then they pull up that old archive footage. <laughs> yeah, because like that one, there's a, I think it was a false count anywhere match for a WWE title. They had, and he did a starship paint through the table, and that's what cost him. I believe that was a month before he left the company. Yeah, I believe I that was remember, a great match. I remember when our truth went heel on him and blew the cigarette smoke and stuff on him. Oh yeah, that was like the best our truth has ever been, and they fucking squandered the shit out of that. He could have been world champion. Uh, he could have been, but I don't think it would have lasted long. Yeah, I mean, I don't even, he he couldn't even have held it long. I mean, he could have damn won it at the pay-per-view or whatever and then lost it back Monday. I wouldn't have cared, but I mean, he he should have been rewarded for that performance. Yeah, I can't say I've been invested much in our truth, but that was a pretty good run he had with Cena, yeah, Morrison, yeah. and Miz for that heel run. Yeah, yeah, and then damn, when Mark Henry started doing the Hall of Pain stuff, that was great. That was gold. Yes. I wish he had come back. Well, he's really old now, but when he did earlier, it was part of the. It was the best stuff of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. 
And I just like even like the camera angle and everything, how they would just come around his back and everything. It was just fucking cool. He, but he's another one. He, he need to go to fuck home too. He just. <laughs> yeah, he needs to get in his wheelchair and stay home. Yeah, he ain't got no motherfucking kneecaps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, him, did you remember that one match he had with Big E like a year ago and he just like. Fell. Flopped to the floor, yeah. Yeah. It's like, man, your legs are giving up on you. Go home. Exactly. He need to go home. Big Show, even though he's looking good and in shape and everything, he need to go home. <laughs> See, I can make an argument for why he should stay. Because like, I think I think he's still pretty good in ring. He can give you good stories. And although he turns too much, I like what he does when he is a face. And he looks great, so I'm sure he could still pull out good matches. As he did with Sheamus when he put on really like twenty minute long matches and those were really good. Yeah, I think he damn. <laughs> <laughs> I think he freaking um. What, what? Damn, I lost what I was about to say. Um, shit, fucking, I I forgot. See, <laughs> we just <laughs> talked about this. <laughs> but what were we talking about again? <laughs> but Kane, Kane, he needs oh. to go home. See, and that's another one. I mean, he's around, but he's not around or whatever. But recently how they've been using him yeah it's time for that dude to go yeah he just comes out and squashes rowan or harper and then he leaves it's like what was the point of that yeah and and if it was me it was my dream scenario he should have went out to him and the undertaker should well kane should go out the same way he came in he came in feuding with the undertaker and that's how he should go out you know I would have really liked that if they would have done that in like a WrestleMania, if that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, just they could they could do half a year or even few the whole year, and they could just like it can all culminate in WrestleMania, and they can retire each other and just go the fuck home and never come back. Sounds great. Make it happen. Well, shit, they should have did that years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like even last year when they had the match with Harper and Wyatt, that would have been a good moment to been like the wife family to say just if we beat you you have to retire or something like that yeah that yeah that would have been freaking great that I, I could dig that too they can even do a half and half whether it be tag team half of the year and then they turn at the midpoint on each other then the other half of the year they feud and boom Wrestlemania retire get the fuck on man you should be writing this shit <laughs> But that would be great. I mean, it wouldn't even have to take a whole year. I mean, they could do it in a shorter time span because I doubt if the bodies could daggone handle it. More specifically, The Undertaker. I mean, Kane has been active. I mean, within the past couple of years, Undertaker just pop in year on, year off, year on, year off. So he's not really acclimated to the wrestling atmosphere. Yeah, he shows up for three months, or probably even less. And he says it's... He says it's Typical promo every week, and then he leaves, comes back to WrestleMania, wins, leaves. And I thought it was really cool if, like, the first four years or so that I was a fan from, like, 25 to 29. With WrestleMania 30 till now, it's like, why do you even come back? You lost. You don't, like, do anything new. You're still pretty cool, but you're nothing that special really anymore. So what are you doing? Yeah, and he got hair extensions in. (laughs) Yeah. That is god awful. <laughs> I mean, come on now. We done seen him in like, you know, civilian garb, you know, with his gray hair out and all kind of shit. And it wasn't that damn long. And all of a sudden he pop up with long ass hair. 
Yeah, it's like trying to put a mullet on a hairless cat. It's like, it just looks terrible. <laughs> and why would you do that, too? <laughs> yeah. It's like they gave him such like a a 20-year-old girl's tan and like a 80-year-old man's hair wig. It's like, that looks bad, man. Stop it. I mean. Just stop it. His shit look better than Trump, but still. Uh, barely. Barely. <laughs> yeah. Both of them look like their hair is hanging on by a thread. And then what was the point of all that shit Monday? I mean, he popped uh, up between the stare down between Brock and on Goldberg. I know they're trying to build up hype and everything for um, the Rumble. But he just showed up, stood there, looked at both of them. Them two got out of the ring and that was it. I think it was simply just to make a moment, which really doesn't do much considering they're all going to have the same thing on Sunday. Yeah. They should have had them either say something or attack each other, not just stand there. Yeah. And then I was talking about this um, once before. All right. Let's just think about this. Goldberg showed up. Brock showed up. Undertaker showed up. Brock and Undertaker didn't do shit. Goldberg did like a little bitty promo while his forehead was bleeding from banging his head on the lock in the <laughs> back. So... You mean to tell me they paid all three of them people to fly or drive from wherever they were to come to the ring and do that for like less than five minutes, then go the fuck home? I mean, yep. I mean, shit. Can I have some of that that revenue, <laughs> please? <laughs> I'll do yeah, more than that. Nice. Yeah, I mean, just think about that. They flew them out there from wherever they were or or pay for their expenses for driving if they did. Probably put them up in a hotel. And now, you know, they're going to eat for free and all kind of stuff. And they just show up five minutes, stare at each other, then walk away. (laughs) Yeah, really what they're trying to do, what I think at least, is they're just trying to beat SmackDown the ratings and just get more people to watch Raw at the end of it to see because they never know what's going to happen yeah. but he could have seen that coming and they were just kind of like wasting their money on that part yeah but I mean that's another thing I don't understand you own both shows why does it matter <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I don't get it either it's like you have it'd be like two shows on CW like Arrow and Flash trying to go at, go at each other with the ratings it's like you're the same promotion the same company what are you doing yeah I don't know I mean by far, SmackDown is the, the better product. Oh, without a doubt. Hell yeah, because I mean, I tune in. Like, matter of fact, I, like Monday, this Monday, I I had Raw. And I wasn't even really watching it. I was more intrigued about what everybody was tweeting rather than actually watching Raw. And then SmackDown was on. I, I barely tweeted anything because I was watching whatever the fuck was going on. Yeah, I, I saw like a stat out there. I don't know how accurate this may be, but it said on Raw there was 33% of actual wrestling and on SmackDown it said 27%. So I don't know what that tells you, but like there's not much wrestling going on. So in SmackDown, that means about a fourth of it was actual wrestling. And out of three hours, Raw had about 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's... And it's hard to just think about that. I mean, you ha- you'll be watching this three hour show, this two hour show, and you wouldn't even really notice that. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I hate about Raw is the fact that it is so much filler and so short of matches. Yeah. And you would think that they have this this network that they can, you know, try to fix that issue. 
Yeah, because they, they should be really doing more with that, adding more matches. If it goes over, pu- just push it on there so USA doesn't go over all the time and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah I mean, what what you think about this? I mean, you, you do you think uh, freaking WWE as a company would ever leave the USA Network to go exclusively, exclusively to the app? They certainly could, but I don't think they should or would because then they're losing out on big bucks from USA. Yeah, because I mean they're making like they have like a hundred, not hundred, a million subscribers. So mm-hmm. you're definitely getting your money's worth. But USA is gonna pay more than any of us would. So yeah, and just think about that: a million subscribers. How many people are there on Earth? Billions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, you know, that's good or whatever. But still, I mean the other billions that don't have the network, I guess this is what this more catered to. Yeah. And then you get WWE gets the money for the ads. They get the money from USA. They get all that shit. So going exclusively to the network, it would be great, but it's wouldn't be ideal for us or the main public viewing audience, as you'd say, because then they can't really see it and it'd be a little less convenient. I haven't flipped around through the network in a while. I mean, I watch NXT or whatever specials they put up there. But um, do they still do superstars and um, main event? I think they do main event, but I, I haven't watched it in a while. Whenever I go on the network, I really just watch some of my favorite matches, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that would be cool if they made a main event, you know, an exclusive to the network or whatever. I know it's on there, and I know they got it on Hulu and... I think that's I think that's it. That and Hulu. But if they dag on all these talent, I mean, I think they do do that. You know, all the people that we complain about that's not on TV, they wrestle either on superstars or main event. But I mean, nobody's watching it though. Not, I know I some know. people I usually see it on like Twitter. They say they're watching it, but even then, it's probably only like a tenth of your audience watch main event. And but. The only benefit is really that guys that don't get used on SmackDown or Raw get to go on main event, which is good for them. But at the end of the day, I don't really think there's too much point to it. Yeah. Because, <coughs> I mean, even saying that, I mean, that kind of, um, it's kind of, I, I, I guess it's a gamble trying to do network exclusive shows or whatever. Like, you got 205 Live on there, but the main thing that's selling it, you know, I mean, in my opinion, probably is uh, NXT and just the catalog in itself. Yeah, because like I know with main event, you have Bo Dallas, you got like Curtis Axel, Swagger, all these other guys that are don't get time on SmackDown or Raw, and then you put them on main event, and you still only give them like five minute matches, and it's like, what's the point? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, like what's the point? <laughs> yeah, they're getting you're getting to see their stuff, but they're doing nothing new. There's no really character development. There's no stories. There's no feuds. Why are you doing that at all? Yeah, I mean. I don't know, dude. Uh, I guess when you're running a multi-million dollar company, once again, I mean, you <laughs> it's just weird. Yeah, sometimes you don't know what to, know what to do with all the money. Yeah. I bet um, everything that's been happening lately, though, like um, they've been previewing like some of the um, NXT shows that have been overseas and everything, like the Osaka show. Um, they had the European tournament. Which uh, oh. was great. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I watched that just 
before I went to work, and it was really great matches, even. I really loved, loved Pete Dunne, and oh, yeah, you got, Pete. like, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, all oh, those guys. man, Pete Dunne is my dude. That's my guy, man. I hope they do great <laughs> things with that guy, man. That mofo is going to be a, a future mainstay in WWE, I'm telling you. I hope so, because, man, he's just, like, ruthless, bro. He is... He, I think he's a perfect heel in today's day and age. Yeah. I, I think um, Mandrews, daggone, he would have a good uh, spot on 205 if they pick him up. Oh, yeah. He'd be a great opposition to Neville, you know, because they're both British. They can both do the high-flying stuff. Yeah, that daggone, I don't even, it was a freaking somersault senton that he did. Oh, yeah. That reverse 630 or whatever yeah, it was called, yeah. Yeah, that I was like, they showed it in slow motion from the side. I was like, dog, his feet barely clipped the ground when he freaking uh, did that shit. It's like Wrestle Magic kind of, because yeah. it's magic as to how he can do it. Hey, yeah, I mean, I don't. I hope that's not something that he gonna bust out every time or you know all the time. Because I mean, that's a special thing there. Yeah, it's like with Neville's Red Arrow kind of. Except I wish they would have kept that to his signature, honestly. Because it's a really cool move, but they use it all the time, so I didn't think it was that special. Yeah, I think only one person has ever kicked out of it. Really? I think so. Only one person, and I think it might have been John Cena. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Super yeah. Cena. Da, 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 da. And, and his you know, name is John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, I also heard a rumor online, again, don't know how, how true this is, but that it said Tyler Bate and Dunn would be in the Rumble. Oh. So, I don't know if that's true or not, but I, I hope that is true, oh, and that would yeah. be awesome to see. I would freaking love that. What I would like to see if they pulled Dunn up, it would be Dunn up. <laughs> <laughs> if they pulled him, put him on the main roster, I would like to see him go to SmackDown and square off with Dean Ambrose. Oh, that's getting my that's getting me going. Those that would be like the two lunatics, as you say, going in a perfect feud because they're both crazy. And to feud for IC title too would be a great great way to do it for his first feud. Yeah, yeah, I think Dunn would damn. I think from the you know what I only seen a little bit of. I only seen I only know of Dunn from the UK tournament. And from what I've seen, I mean, he is um, a better character as far as what Dean Ambrose is currently. Yeah, sadly, even though he's my favorite, I got to agree with you there. Mr. Ketchman Mustard just doesn't really work sometimes. <laughs> he's a great character, well, minus some of the weird things he does. But I love the kooky things he does and how he's kind of awkward and funny some of the times. I just think it works, but they've kind of dropped the ball on him recently. Yeah. And like, um, on a side note, you think they are about to change up the U.S. and the Intercontinental title? I heard they're going to, and I, I really love the designs that I saw out there, mm-hmm. but I hope they don't until at least WrestleMania. Okay, make it a special reveal and everything. Yeah, kind of like they did with the women's title last year. Have someone come out, say, I don't know, Harley Race or Pat Patterson, whoever was the first champion come out and reveal it and yeah. then have your match for it. Oh yeah, that would be pretty cool. 
I mean, Pat Patterson can at least still walk around. I think Harley Race is running around Missouri on a daggone scooter and shit. Okay, maybe don't get him, but <laughs> one of the first champions. I'm pretty sure if he had to, you know, get up. I mean, they can, he, he, he can probably do it. Because if you did that, I think plenty of people there would love it. And even if the design is trash, you could still buy into it because of what they're doing and the, hopefully the good match they'd have follow it. Yeah. So. From um what they I've seen online, I think somebody made that or whatever. But I don't, if that's something along the lines they would do, because I mean, from what we've seen with the um, new belts, they all just mimic the WWE title. And if that's the way they're gonna go, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I I heard I saw some people complain about it as usual, and they're saying like it's all looks the same. But I really like it because it all has a different look, but all has a very similar look. And you just give it a different color scheme and it all stands out. So it all works in the end. Yeah. And then like probably from a manufacturing standpoint, it's probably easier to make them that way. I mean, you don't have to do all these different modes and everything. Just put a little color here and there and that's easier to manufacture, easier to sell. Exactly. It's easy to make the replicas and it's, you're just counting your money then. Yeah. Cause I know I'd buy one of those IC titles. Oh, hell yeah. <coughs> well, I, I, I would. But I probably won't have permission to get another one of those for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. B. Not with her hundreds of dollars. Hell no. Yeah, nah. <laughs> I think that was a one-time thing from Miss B. Rob. <laughs> but shit. I mean, you, next year, we're going we gonna to put a pin in it right here. Next year. You can start now. I don't know what your working situation is, but you can uh, figure something out from right now until WrestleMania New Orleans. We're going to have to put some dough away because I would really like to see you down there in New Orleans. Hey, there you are. (laughs) Hey. You know, that's what I told myself today. It's like I'm going to start saving. I don't really have a great job, but I'm going to hopefully get a new one soon. And I'm going to school right now, but We'll see how that goes. So I'm going to start saving, 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 saving. Because yeah. I definitely want to go and meet you and the NAI guys and uh-huh. have a great time. So you, you done said it now. Now I got to hold you to it. I'm going to harass you just about every day. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever gets me to remember in my stupid brain and I'll put in my phone and make sure I save like 10 bucks or a, or a lot more every paycheck. Right. You down with the plan. But hey, man, I'm going to go ahead and start winding this thing down. I appreciate you taking your time out and chatting with me, dude. No problems. Thank you for having me on to your glorious show. Glorious. I wish I had the sound bite. <laughs> glorious. Well, there you go. I'll use that one. <laughs> but yeah, man, where can the people find you on the interwebs? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Nuclear Shrimp 22 and got Facebook. Nate Schmidt, and that's about it. While I got you, while I got you, where did that come from? What, what, the name Nuclear Shrimp, where did that come from? Well, my favorite food is shrimp. Oh, hey. Yep, it's a good food. <laughs> and then I couldn't really think of a good adjective to put in it because I was thinking of like three foods, but that was too much. So I just thought, hell, nuclear sounds cool, right? And then I just... <laughs> Capitalized the two letters in it that were my initials and put 22 in my birthday. So, boom, there it is. You got and it. I thought it 
thought it stood out and it was like very different. So I thought, why not? Well, there it is. You have the origin story of the nuclear shrimp, Nate the Great. <laughs> yeah. See, you, you seeing how that stuck on um the pipe bomb and everything, right? Yeah. Because Nate is great. You got like one million and thousand twelve hundred and two and fifty six questions. <laughs> and counting. And counting. <laughs> Your list is longer than Jericho's list. You never know. You don't see what he writes off off air. Oh, it's true. True. He could probably be at like a Whataburger after one of the shows and everything. And you get bad service. He's like, you know what? You just made the list. <laughs> you just made the list. <laughs> yeah, when he goes to bring back his rental car, you got to pay for that. You just made the list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you have a list to rival Jericho's list. Yes, sir. And, you know, I always try and get at least five questions in just because God be remembered. If you only have one question, that's not enough. <laughs> there it is. Words to live by. Well, all right, man. Once again, I appreciate you taking your time out to chat it up with me. And I'll catch you on the web, dude. See you later, Rob. All right. And that was my man, Nate the Great. And it was glorious. To have him on the podcast. See that, Nate? I went back and I found that shit. (laughs) But it was cool talking one of the things I like, and that is professional wrestling with the astute Nate the Great. Um, I appreciate him taking out his time to being on my podcast. And as with any guest, if you've been on the show once, the door is always open for you to come on back. Ooh. This was a jam-packed episode, a lot of drama, a lot of shenanigans, and everything. And um, and truth be told, I mean, I said what I said about what's going on with me because, you know, not for anybody to get any, you know, to get any pity or sympathy or anything like that. I just feel like, you know, if I say it out loud, you know, I kind of, you know, I'm not so much in my head about it anymore. And, you know, like I said, I ain't the person to stress over a lot of things or whatever. I mean, we're not homeless. We got food in the refrigerator. You know, we can do, you know, what we can do. You know, so the job is coming. I know it is. I'm highly optimistic in everything. And we is going to be all right. Thank you to that motherfucker, Jody B, for singing me a goddamn Waffle House country song and everything. Had me a little tuned up. Wanted to sing me a couple of little things and everything. Meet you at the Waffle House. And I got my pickup truck outside. And I don't know. That's some random shit. Yeah. <laughs> Man. All right. Um, I think I done spouted my gibberish and shenanigans uh, way too much on this episode. So I'm going to go ahead, put a pin on it. And uh, go ahead and get on out of here. But um, something hit me the other day. I'm driving around and everything. I'm listening to the radio for once, you know. And I'm just realizing now how much uh, the city of Houston, particularly, you know, Texas in general, has influenced my childhood. Even though I didn't grow up here, a lot of the music that I used to listen to in um, middle school and going up into high school was from artists that were here in Texas. Um, I got really into DJ Screw 
in um middle school. If you don't know who that is, look him up. Legendary DJ from here in Houston, Texas, or Screwston, Texas is what they call it. And um through him I found out about a whole nother genre of music, a genre of hip hop and um different artists like Lakiki, um freaking Paul Wall, goddamn Slim Thug, Mike Jones, Chameleonaire, uh Big Pokey, Big Hawk. And a whole slew of Swisher House, all them boys, the boys blew everything. All all that um, Texas music was heavy in my childhood. Pimp C and uh, Bun B, UGK, uh, man. I just had so many fine memories of being a child and hearing that music and everything. And it really hit me how much the um, Houston and uh, you know the Texas music, you know, kind of flowed through my childhood when I was damn I was coming back from Walmart <laughs> surprise right and I had the radio playing usually when I'm in the car I'm listening to podcasts but this particular time felt like listening to the radio and damn pimping the pen came on by Lil Kiki it was off the two in the morning uh or three in the morning I think it's one of those it was a screw album and dog I remember that song it it just took me back man and I was in the car I was singing all the words with it and everything and that was like a big hit back in the day man and a lot of people you know thought it was cool if you knew all the words to that song so as a bonus treat today in the bonus content section of this podcast as soon as I finish running my jibs and doing my plugs I got that song on here Pimpin' the Pin by Lil Kiki so we, so we can get to that because, man, I, I, I'm about to plug this thing in here. I'm about to listen to it again myself. But um, you can find me on Twitter at It's B-Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. And uh, if you want to talk professional wrestling. I almost sound screwed up right there. If you want to talk professional wrestling and other general shenanigans, that's the account that you do it on. The show the show itself has a Twitter account and you can follow that on Twitter at wait for it R R R underscore podcast. That's three R's underscore podcast. Anything you want to do. I mean, anything you want to know about the show, you can find it through that Twitter account. Um, you can go to random That's everything all into pertaining in one spot. If you want to support the show, if you want to support the podcast, help it grow, you want to give to me to give back to you because that's ultimately what it is. Go to randomrobcast.com. Go down to the bottom of the homepage and there's so many ways that you can help contribute to the show, whether it be donating. There's a donate button. You can donate to the show or you can use the Amazon affiliate links. It doesn't cost you anything. You just click on the link. It'll take an Amazon and you shop like normal and I get a little bit of kickback on the end I got merchandise I got shirts and everything any shirt purchase made goes back into the podcast I have a patron account through Podbean there's links on the website there and I have three tiers I'm not being greedy I mean I I, I got cool things that I want to do if the thing takes off and I can create more tiers but right now I only have three one dollar three dollars and five dollars 
and all three of those tiers get you access to the exclusive motherfuckers of the three RPC, the three RPC, which through that Instagram account, I'll be doing giveaways and, you know, chances to win all kind of free shit. But that's only if you're a patron member, you get exclusive access to that Instagram account. Um, speaking of Instagram, you can follow me on Instagram at random ramblings. W underscore Rob. And you can find me in Walmart doing all kinds of things. Me and baby B Rob was in Walmart today, just hanging out. She bought a baby stroller and some baby diapers, which didn't fit her baby doll. Cause you got the wrong kind of baby doll diapers, but that's Paul from the course. Once again, thank you to Nate, the great for being on the podcast. Thank you to Hoppy Rogers for his voicemail. Shout outs to Tony Rager for the random commercial break in the podcast. And thank you to that motherfucker, Joey B. And with that being said, we gonna get on out of here, folks. And goodbye, motherfucker! Bonus content. Because
that. Serve codeine that makes you lean and kill the sweets rolled out the set. 